in the world of Niratova. Forgotten gods have made themselves known. A darkness creeps across the land, and a skeleton army has posed to push the mortals away. All that stands between them are the heroes of What the Dice, streaming weekly on all major platforms. You can also follow us at What the Dice Pod on Twitter. started with a game. You gonna bust the record! But it wasn't just any game. You have been recruited by the Star League to defend the frontier against Sur and the Kodan Armada. And then, one night... Centauri's the name. We have to talk about a matter of utmost importance. Welcome to the latest episode of the podcast, That Wouldn't Die. I'm your host, Kevin. With me, as always, is Aaron. Hello, people. <laughs> this week on the podcast that would die, we're discussing the science fiction classic, The Last Starfighter, starring Robert Preston, Lance Guest, and others. I know you're going to tell me this is like a pivotal movie in your development. I just know it. It's kind. Of, it was kind of pivotal. I don't want to say super pivotal. It wasn't Star Wars or Raiders, but it had there was a pivot. Oh, you're right. It wasn't. <laughs> you got that right. You got each that week, right, brother. Each week on the podcast that wouldn't die, we discuss guilty pleasures and forgotten classics of the horror and sci-fi genres with a comedic twist. Aaron, how are you doing? Oh, I gotta show you my treasures. I went to a record sale this weekend. And I got two beauties. Look at that. Look at that. Can you see that, children? <laughs> Andre Previn. Andre Previn. Only the finest. I guess. I know. Lovely rollerball. And it's a Norman Jewison film. I mean, he did everything back in the day. He did. There's no shame in his game. Boom. So, uh, London Symphony Orchestra. So, but but wait, you say, but wait. There's more. There is more. The t- <laughs> That's at least John Williams. Maury and Maureen McGovern. Absolutely. No, Maureen McGovern, which I also thought was, it is Maureen McGovern, but it's not the Poseidon adventure with there's got to be a morning after. Yeah. This no- Maureen, this lesser Maureen McGovern disaster song is "We May Never Love Like This Again." Yep, not "Burn Baby Burn" or something like that. Di- that's a disco inferno, my burn, friend. So I, these are going to go on display with my Dune soundtrack. I'm not going to lie; I love those '70s disaster flicks. I just saw that Airport is on Netflix, so I'm going to. It's fun. Don't get me wrong; I enjoy a Poseidon adventure. I can't tell you the last time I saw the Towering Inferno, so we might want to add that to the list. It is a kind of modern horror story, especially after 9/11. Well, you got Steve McQueen, you got Paul Newman, of all people, in this thing. And it's Richard Chamberlain, of course. What else? Oh, what else is he doing? I think OJ they... Simpson's in this one. Oh Lord. Uh who else? Uh William Holden, old as hell, I believe, is in this. Yeah. William Old as Hell. Yeah. He was William... old as hell in Sunset Boulevard, but he, he was only like 35, I think. Well, but he looked like he was 50. That... <laughs> it's a hard knock life for him. Well, you're telling me. Um uh, <laughs> No, I we did we did the swarm, which was another Irwin Allen. This, the, Towering Inferno was like the peak of his power. By the time he got to the swarm, a little questionable. You can't so, compare the two. You, you cannot compare the two. Oh, but I love the swarm. I'm not. I'm not even gonna lie about that. It's 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 a hoot. Olivia but now, it, in this new millennia, they don't even. F- around with a building falls down who cares cares? it's all like the earth is gonna blow up yes yeah well let me get this straight there's a shipwreck and that's the movie i'm good moving on that's right but but uh 
a planetoid full of the Borg yeah. is 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 going to be hitting the Earth in like in like a week and a half. That's what we're about. There's a swarm of bees, you say, <laughs> and a gummy bear. <laughs> oh, by the way, this this just occurred to me. Um, speaking of music, did you know that Christopher Cross is the name of the band and not the name of the singer? What? Isn't that crazy? What's his name? Jimmy Crackhorn? His Christopher name... Cross is not the dude? No. Well, here's... Okay. I don't know what I was... I was doing a deep dive on Wikipedia, evidently. I First was of all, all in... what is wrong with you? You're deep diving uh, Christopher Cross. He had some hits. Arthur Steve. Arthur Steve is not your bad. Life, you find him. Someone to <laughs> Is Christopher here with us tonight? Did we summon the spirit? I think he's still with us, actually. Um, well, you had that one. You had Laura. I uh, think of Laura was a good one. Make Sailing. They weren't that great. But they, as my students say, who sang that song? <laughs> Let's keep it that way. Let's keep uh, it that way. I've used that. Yes, I use that all the time. <laughs> I was burned. I think I was in fifth grade when I was first burned by that. Now I use it all the time. It's still, it's still, they're still busting it out the high school. Misty, who sang that song? Let's keep it that way. I'm like, what? <laughs> How dare you? F. How dare you? Now you I'm going to turn it up and start it over again. Absolutely. Now, okay, so Christopher Cross. Was the name of a band. The lead singer was Not to be confused with Criss Cross. Criss Cross will make you jump, jump. Right. Jump, also jump. the name of the band, not the name of oh, the some singer. <laughs> the, the exactly. Although I think both their first names were Chris, much like Christopher Cross. The lead singer was Christopher something. And for some godforsaken reason, they named the band Christopher Cross. I don't. What about Chris why. Christopherson? Does he have play a role in this? He does not. That's a Chris Chris. That's a Chris Chris. <laughs> but when they were starting out, they were Chris Christopher Cross as the band. But then, for some reason, record producers were like, "Oh, damn! We want to sign you, lead singer. Uh, we're now going to just call you Christopher Cross." And he's like, whatever. And it's a sad situation because when he kind of leaped to, to power was also the time MTV started to come up and he, and he does not have a face made for MTV. So it was a no, quick, it was baby. like a quick no. uh, peak and a, and a quick decline. Poor Christopher no. Cross. No. Very sad. Yeah. He has a face for radio. Come on. It's a, it's a thing. I mean, it's easy listening. It's easy. And again, I'm not judging, but it's like if they took the lead singer of Jethro Tull and said, Jethro, you're now Jethro. Okay. <laughs> Your name is now Jethro and you're a solo act. What you're do like, you dude, dude with the flute, with the rock flute. <laughs> That's you, man. That's you. You are now, for the rest of your life, you are now called Jethro Tull. So <laughs> hope you. <laughs> But <laughs> cool. I mean, not to, well, we are besmirching him, but let me tell let me just put two words out there. Yes. Air supply. I, I love air supply. Don't get me wrong. I loved air supply, but there was never a moment in my life where I'm like, you know, I kind of have a soft spot for that uh, little, little teeny tiny <laughs> little elephant, leprechaun. dark hair, little dark hair leprechaun. Little Australian leprechaun, yes. Don't get me wrong. And I have seen them and sung along like, like I was being beamed up by my chest by as I was like, oh, I'm just singing full force this songs, but my eyes were closed because I don't need to see that. They're not attractive. <laughs> Um, I saw them in concert as well with Rick Springfield. So it was, yes. Oh, they're was, coming with a little river band here, but it's not the little, little river band. Like, I guess some one dude played with them in the 80s and then sued them. So he has the name. So okay. the, the real little river band apparently is traveling around with some other strange name. Well, on some level... As long as the lead singer is involved in some way, or at least a sound alike, in the case of Journey. In the case of Journey. I also I'm picked up a enough. Journey album uh, during I my weekend. Oh, I love Journey. I love Journey. Um, but let me tell you this about Air Supply. On Twitter, somebody posted one of those things. It's like, you know, what, what album are you listening to right now? Like one of those kind of threads that people right. respond to. And everybody was like, I'm listening to Pink Floyd. I'm listening to Led Zeppelin. I'm like, you know, serious shit. And I responded with, 
air. I'm like, I don't care. Air supply. What? And everybody's what? like, I kind of like air supply. Say <laughs> something was, else. Everybody else was, they all responded with, you know what? That is a good album, actually. <laughs> and I will tell you, I would go see Air Supply, but I saw them oh, two yes. years ago at the county fair for free, and now they want $100 a ticket. No can do. No can do. Now, I, I will say this, and I've said it before. It, your band has to have at least like eight hits if I'm going to fork over money to see you in concert. If you Unless have the like, unfortunate Toto situation. Toto has about five or six hits. So I Three mean, and a half. Three and a half. That's, that's a damn lie. That's a damn lie. You got Hold the Line, Rosanna. You got Africa. You know and I won't hold you back now. I've never heard that song. The love, love we had just. Danced. Are you just riffing? Is that this like is, a made up song? That is a real. They had at least one other song. As I but, said, three and a half, but they played for an hour. Literally okay. said. Okay, now this is the part where you guys all sit down and relax. And then when they're about to play a recognizable song, they're like, all right, everybody up. Here comes Rosanna. And I, I always wonder about Rosanna because we're 10 minutes into the podcast. We have not talked about Last Starfighter at all. That's all That right. being said, that being said, uh, Rosanna is sung by a different person than the person who wrote it. This is a confusing thing for me. And you know, it was written about Rosanna Arquette. Correct. And she's in the video and she's in the video. So it's, it's one, it's a weird, so am I singing about your girlfriend or did you write a song about my girlfriend? Whoa, 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 whoa. You mean, I thought it was the lead singer. It was, he did not write that. He's singing about somebody else. That's my question. Wait, is it a question or a statement? Either one. It's so do you know? I don't know the answer. It's got to be the lead singer. I, I, you're just pulling stuff no, out. He, what he if did, he really cured cancer? No, he didn't write. The lead singer did not write the song. Oh. So it's either the lead singer singing about somebody else's girlfriend or, hey, why are you writing a song about my girlfriend that I'm going to sing about? Well, then who the f*** wrote it? I mean, another member of the band, like the uh, guitarist or somebody. Well, then we can always talk about yeah. how that song in Africa are almost identical. So we can oh. we can do that too. What is okay, we got to move on. I'm Dude, sorry. I remember funny. walking into a record store and asking for Toto and getting my eight track. So did look, you say Toto? Did yes. You really the hit man, that second and literally, the man was like, "Oh, Toto, here you go." Literally mocked me to my face. As he and should. I, I, and I think I was like like 13 years old. So that's when I knew record store people were bad. That is true, though. That is true. Now, give us your 30-second synopsis of The Last Starfighter for <laughs> the name Vault's Decent and Holy. I mean, it's produced by the people who did Dallas. <laughs> All I can tell you is in the cleanest trailer park for, full of the most non-methiest people in the world, there lived a video game uh, where the only teenage boy would spend hours, even though he's got like a 25-year-old go- girlfriend. Anyway, it's like Tron where he's beamed aboard some kind of parallel universe to fight the other people uh, that are coming to destroy the world. And for fuck's sake, Robert Preston, hot off of Victor Victoria, they said, let's put him in there because that makes sense. And then, um, you know, good wins, I guess. Once again, I must ask the question, just because these are the first people you meet, how do you know they're not the bad people? You know, I heard Hitler had a sense of humor. He was a wacky guy. What if That's he ma- a question. That's a good question. How do you know whose side you're supposed to be on? What if Hitler went into another dimension and pulled someone in with magical powers and, and, and had it his spin? Let me tell you about what's going on here and why I'm trying to save the world. Well, I think the moment he started talking about genocide, you'd have, you'd say, check, please. Bring bring right? me John Carter. Is that what bring, you mean? That's, <laughs> it all comes back to John Carter. Bump, bump, bump. Absolutely. Um, uh-huh. <laughs> Robert Preston 
famously from the music man in like what the fifties. Uh, oh yeah. He, he had a bit of a, of a moment for a couple of years in, in the eighties. And I love Robert Preston. He, he, I mean, he's be, great in this. I, he is amazing in Victor Victoria. He is misplaced in this. I think I remember there was a movie that Robert Preston was in. Like it, it was on HBO all the time where it was like, he's an older guy trying to like, re- I think it's with like Mary Tyler Moore called like Finnegan begin again. Oh, I've heard of that, but I have not seen that. Um, and I, if I'm remembering that, cause again, no, that sounds I, I, right. I must've been six when this was just on HBO nonstop. So there was a period where I was like, well, obviously Robert Preston is the most successful actor the world has ever known. Cause he is in every movie on HBO at this moment. Every movie with the worst rug you ever saw ever. I, I had a fluttering heart in the music man from back in the day. I love musicals. He's a music man. He's a what? He's a what? He's a music man. And he plays clarinets and the kids in the band and the big drone and the rat-a-tat drone and the piccolo, the piccolo. I can go on and on and on. Stop me. But honestly, he's amazing in Victor Victoria. I love that movie. I think he's amazing in this movie. He is terrible in this movie. He oh, is like, it is, it is the worst mismatch I ever saw. You could argue his choices in films. I'm not. I'm not arguing that. I'm just saying. I what think are you arguing, a certain, sir? A certain something. Je ne sais quoi. So you've never even heard of this film before, is that correct? I have never seen this train wreck of a, of a thing. Why can't we get these these people on that train to Busan? <laughs> We're bringing back all the old hits on this. All one. the old hits. All I can tell you is. When there is a a beta robot copy of you who's kind of a better actor and more likable than the real you, then we got a problem. Okay, again, he's playing two roles in this movie. Lance Guest, no relation, is playing playing the real Alex and the fake robot beta Alex. Okay, he's both. I like the beta version. I thought he did a much better job playing that role than the hero role. Quite frankly, that was the most boring part. If you want to do a video game movie, you got to go back to the original Tron. I'm just saying that. This is no Tron. Okay. Well, they used the, I mean, this is behind the scenes, but they used the same technology uh, from Tron to yeah. kind of do their thing yeah. uh, here. So okay. good times have out. Now, like okay. I said, I believe I don't I know I didn't see this in the theater, but I'm convinced that I saw this on HBO. Like it was on HBO along with Finnegan Begin Again a thousand freaking times a day. You sure it wasn't the movie the channel. Because you know, let me let me tell you, come sit by the fire while grandma tells you a little story. Please. Back in the old days of pay-per-view television, they literally had 10 movies. So you would literally see the yes. same movie over and over. I mean, this is why I have time after time almost memorized. Because no matter what time you turn on the TV, it seemed to be on. Octopussy was on all the time. It was like there was like five movies a month, and that's all they had for 24 hours a day. For 24 hours a day. It was it was a big deal when a new movie would come. It would be like, ooh, That's when it was home box office, kids. They still called it HBO even at the time. I'm not sure that's true. What the hell? This is neither here nor there. Okay, we've (laughs) totally gone off the rails. Let's just jump into the highlights. Aaron, Mm. why don't you go first? I think the best highlight is the fact that um, everybody has uh, butts on their heads in, in the space. That is literally the worst costume job I ever saw. Everyone but Robert Preston. Well, what is it? The, the, the main alien you see are bald head, but with like a weird lumpy head. It's, it's like, like a hole, like, right. like he's her cheeks. And then they have like this weird strip of male pattern baldness. Yes. Males and females. Yes! But the worst part is this bulbous butt. It was so distracting. I was like, who decided this is a good look? Not attractive. Not no, attractive. Speaking of somebody who, who has a similar hairstyle, not attractive. Let me you just have tell to you. add 
now you know for Halloween, you just the need big, to have big a, a big butt right here. Something up here. I was like, yeah. that is the, the effing worst. It almost seems like the, the alien designer or whatever was like, I'm bald. I think all aliens should be bald as well so I can so, fit in. Same people with John Carter because all bald people are also sinister and very, very smart. That is true, though. I think we can all agree on that. I think you need to grow now Now that you're working that way. When it finally happens, you need to get a sinister mustache that you can twirl. <laughs> I already kind of twirl it evilishly. No, it's, it's like I have a beard, not because I consider myself a beardy person. I'm just a person who considers himself somebody who doesn't like to shave. So, oh, so eventually it's going to be this bullshit that I'm seeing around with the motorcycle people where it just grows a straight line down. No. Like your ZZ top, but without the money. No, that that is not what's going to happen. I have some trimmers. I'm going to get to it. It's not going to be years later. I'm Rub, Rub Van Winkle or some shit hanging down. You're like, there's a bit of I'm steak over man. here. There's a French fry locked in there. There's whatever the hell you ate. There's a, a Lucky Charm stuck to the bottom. Save it for later. Little, Save little it by later. Now, okay, the the... <laughs> the story of this is that the video game The Last Starfire is Fighter is some kind of what? If you pass a certain level, then you've really passed and they come collect you to actually be a starfighter in space. One million points. That's all it takes, kids. I set a new world record against what? The other denizens of the trailer park? <laughs> yeah, congratulations. Where do gets the old lady who keeps tripping right. the power. I mean, what is this? At first I thought, is this, uh, I was starting, you know what I was getting the vibes from Please. was, um, oh, what's, what's the book about the, the future? Ready Player One. Like they're in the oh. stacks. I was getting the stacks kind of vibe. I wonder, because he would have been old enough to see this. this with is the trailer parks, it, this is pre-stacks. But I wonder if there was, I was getting that vibe. Maybe makes, an influence. Makes sense. So, and they establish Alex wants to leave town, right? Go to college or something, but he, well, he doesn't want to go to junior college. He's going to get like a loan from a bank to go to school. Cause did oh, they not have right. student loans in the eighties? I don't know, but how about it seems to books, me I had bro. friends in college that in fact got student loans, but he went to the bank and was mortgaging what his kidney. He offered up not one, but both kidneys. Just I case. literally have never heard of someone applying for a student loan and not getting one. Have you? Loan. Well, I mean, yeah. I, don't you have but to it's have... guaranteed by the government. Don't You don't have to have collateral or anything? No, not for a student loan. Want. Oh, well, shit. Sorry, Alex. Maybe this is Reaganomics, right? Back then it was just like, F off, you're on your own. Blame it on Reagan. It all goes back to that event. all goes back to Reagan. So rather than hang out with his hot girlfriend and I, I guess study so that he doesn't have to like beg for money to go to get a scholarship. How about that? No? No can Work do. Work hard, get good grades. How about that? How about that? Please, they will give you a free ride. There's something happening in the back of your picture. Do you see? It's, it's the effing cats. <laughs> You so you say, if you're not guys, if you're listening it's to the podcast. It's got to be a morning after. It's the aliens are coming some, through the It's wall. an alien. It's the conjuring. Something's is happening behind it. Yeah, there's actually one behind me sleeping on my hat that I just got to go to Cruel World Music Festival, and the other one's here to just knock down the last of my pick. There, there it goes. Yep, there it goes. That goes all my makeup all over the floor, all my pictures. Uh, they already knocked down a a thousand dollar camera that now doesn't quite work anymore. This is all fun and games. That's why you don't want to own pets, ladies and gentlemen. Pets are children; they ruin you. <laughs> but now it's pets or children. We're expanding. Okay. <laughs> What's true is true. What's true is true. Very sad. So he doesn't want to hang out with his hot girlfriend who, who's dying, who's dying to jump his bones because he's like, I'm grouchy, so I'm gonna go play Last Starfighter. Uh, the, the video game. And I kept thinking to myself, when they finally pick him and take him to space, I'm like, playing a video game is not like flying a starship. And it, I mean, it's like if I play like a, a, a pilot 
simulator or some shit, an airplane simulator. Could I just grab the wheel of the car or the the plane and, and fly it? I, I Now I can land it. Jesus, take the wheel. Is that how it is? Jesus, take the wheel. That's what I'm saying. And I couldn't understand because <laughs> <laughs> uh, they, they throw him. <laughs> They're like, oh, yeah, you're going to be one of the starfighters. And then there's like a line of other weird jacked up alien types. Why does there always have to be an octopus man? From from the Donna time through Star Wars through here, I'm just waiting for the next James Bond to then fight an octopus. Absolutely, octopusy. Uh, it already happened. It, it'll be just a little bit different this time. <laughs> She'll have like tentacles. <laughs> okay, and you think just anatomically. It would be difficult to fly the damn star when you're flapping around like tentacles on the controls and shit. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> Crash into an asteroid or something with your weird tentacle fingers. It's like uh, it everything does everywhere seem all at like When you build a car, you're building it for a certain body type. Yes. But I love how all the aliens are completely human from the neck down. It's just their faces now have extra... <laughs> we're, we're doing a lot of side gags. Bug, yes, bug, bug. Yes. That's a question. Oh, yeah. and, and, and once again, I'm staring directly at myself as I talk. That's This is a thing. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, this is a problem. Whenever you record <laughs> these podcasts, you see your little picture up in the corner. And narcissists that we are, all we do is stare at ourselves. Who's that girl at- there? She's so pretty. Hi. Hi. Yeah. Oh, she's smiling back at me. (laughs) Smiling back at me. Um, (laughs) Anywho, what I kept wondering is, why did they have to recruit a bunch of weird, freaky aliens to be starfighters? Why couldn't the bald head people be the starfighters? Because the few we saw are all that left because they're really bad people and all their people are dead. As we see later on in the movie, where literally... They don't know what the hell they're doing. And maybe they don't have a right to survive. <laughs> when, when it comes oh, down no. to there's a a lizard man with a turtle hat and him are literally the last people on this planet. He's well, the they, last starfighter. He's the last. Well, who's the guy in the back? He's not a starfighter. He's a navigator. Grig. The reptile man. Hopefully he's not a navigator like Death Race 2000. Well, or maybe we do like that. I don't it, know. It's hard to know what his responsibilities are. Is he Goose from Top Gun where all he does is look over his shoulder saying, oh, damn, they're coming up quick behind us. You better do something, Mav. I mean, is that's that all he brings job. Look there? over there. <laughs> oh, shit. Here they come. Is that your job? Could be. <laughs> Who's to say? And by the way, spoiler alert. All the other starfighters are blown up. <laughs> so he is effectively the last starfighter. So this seems like a kind of a Darwin situation. Like, mm, maybe they're not ready. Maybe they're not ready to live. <laughs> Sweet John maybe, Carter maybe, over here. Maybe you need to learn how to negotiate. Interesting. You know, you, you don't uh, spit in the wind. You don't step on Superman's cape. Have you heard this? Of Jim Croce? You don't pull the mask off the old Long Ranger and you don't mess around with Jim? First of all, not the old Long Ranger. He's the Lone Ranger, not the Long Ranger. What is happening? (laughs) Good Lord. People are wondering what is happening. I'm just lucky I managed to pull all that out of my uh, ASS. Oh, sweet Jesus. Um, <laughs> so the bald the bald aliens are recruiting aliens from all over the place to be their starfighters. And I guess people are just volunteering. Like they're going to why? Ukraine. Yeah, like, why? Well, I mean, just... I, I understand going to Ukraine, but what, yes. what what's the point here? And, and yeah. I love how none of the starfighters are their people at all. That's what I was saying. They're all tucked away. They're literally just hiring mercenaries. Well, then I don't see them offering them money. They didn't say, here's your your paycheck. I see them going to different planets, kidnapping people. That's what they did. 
Shanghai is what they used to call it in San Francisco. That's what they used to call it. Absolutely. Now, so they, so Robert Preston is a, is a weird blue faced alien, but he wears a Robert Preston mask. Whenever he comes to Earth, and a Robert Preston bad rug. Seeing <laughs> seventy six trombones, Led and right. So he he takes Alex to to space against his will and leaves behind a crazy like an android, a simuloid is what they call it, that looks just like him, but can't keep it together. Like he's constantly like spilling the beans. Like, look, okay, you got me. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a robot from outer space. What? Keep it together. Is this your first rodeo, pal? Give it a shot. I mean, act like you've been here before. For goodness sake, sweet Jesus. He's uh, like, I'm just a 14 year old boy. What's happening? <laughs> just a 14 year old boy. That's exactly <laughs> right. And later, when Robert, when Alex is like, f this, I want to go home. Robert Preston delivers him home, but does not pick up the beta android. So now there's two Alexes running around for some reason. Like, what? This was not a well thought out plan. That was the best part. That was literally, he's like, the beta over here is like, he's the decoy. He's like, what? (laughs) No one mentioned that to you, robot man? (laughs) And then literally, literally, Alex turns to the robot and literally says, why don't you guys be the star fighters? Oh, we're not allowed. Why not? If you if can you just can make... build this level robots, what do you mean you're not allowed? Is that what? against the prime directive? What's happening? It's Seems we, like directive. we crossed the prime directive a long time ago. You're telling me. It's like if they could just create fakos, who gives a damn? Put them in the machines. They fly into each other. They're robots. Who cares? Okay. Sweet Jesus. Sweet Jesus. Um, Did you notice that Alex's little brother had a big stack of porn that he was constantly rifling through in his bedroom? That that was humor in the 80s. This kid. Go to bed or I'm going to tell mom that you got a stack of porn. The kid is seven and a half if he's a day. And he's got a stack of Playboy's at least six feet high. And it's like, first of all, does he go, does he buy them himself? Did he find them in an old box in the woods? Which is how most of us found porn back in the day. Or in our uncle Frank's uh, bathroom. Now you're, we don't, Aaron, we do not have to give family secrets. Every episode. We don't have to, but we do. No wonder our family doesn't listen. They don't want to know. they they're happier not knowing is a sad situation. So that that was played for laughs. And he's constantly, he lives in a trailer. So that means his mom at all times is four feet away from him. At all times. Okay. And, and yet he's constantly dusting off. Oh, who's Miss April? Let me get, let me dust this off. It's and like you're in a bunk bed. He shares a room with his brother. Isn't someone going to get woken up? Is there an earthquake? And they're like, oh, fuck. Is there another tremor up in here? What's happening? This localized directly above me. Yikes. (laughs) Is it it raining in here? What's happening? (laughs) Ah! Now that's a bridge too far, young sir. (laughs) I think, I think... Baby bro must have a head cold or something because there's tissues all over the place. Ah! Yeah, took a dark turn. And who stole my lotion? There you go. Who stole my lotion? He must have very dry skin. Absolutely. It's gold bond. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, sweet Jesus. I Um, literally don't have any notes. I'm like, again, the villain has to tell you the entire plan, like every James Bond movie. Yep. Uh, I did have something about the red team talks like Cylons. If you know, you know. They do. They do. The red team. Well, because there's the there's the Zur, who's the turncoat. Like, he's the, the evil son of the president or whatever, who's gone to work with the evil aliens whose name just jumped right out of my brain. It was something. It was like Biscuits and Spoon. I don't know. It was, it was, it was Biscuits name. and Spoon. Absolutely. And he goes and works with that. They have an armada 
And I guess they're just conquering all the worlds. And there's two main general dudes. And then there's a bunch of these other guys who wear these goggles and their mouths don't move when they speak like Cylons. And it was also kind of reminiscent of Flash Gordon. Remember there's that scene where they all, all the weird dudes have the visors and they pull the visors off and they're like, ah, it's a, it was the same goddamn thing. Flash, ah, savior of the universe. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, I think that's about all. And I have the word death blossom. Death blossom. Okay. So Alex is now the last starfighter. And every time you say Alex, I want to say Alex P. Keaton. Alex P. It was a popular name in the mid 80s. He (laughs) uh, is the, all the other. Starfighters. Because the dude shot meteors at the, the base. And like everybody was killed, except not everybody was killed, but all the other starfighters. I keep saying starfighters. That's something else. The starfighters. That's a different are- movie, direct to video. And Alex only survived because he said, F this, take me home. Okay. And the only reason he comes back is because the bad guy sent a weird, crazy eyed assassin to shoot him. So Once like, again, well, it looks like a, a terrible Star Wars dude from the bar, you know, right before Boba Fett rolls up. There's some of that. There's some dime store Halloween mask vibe. Yeah. I mean, there's there's some stuff going on here. So then he's like, well, F it. I get if they're sending people to kill me, I might as well go back and become a starfighter after all, I guess. Yeah, um, he looked like a catfish. On once again a human body, and the the evil alien assassins were called Zandozans. I remember that. Because Dude, that sounds like something out of Barbarella. <laughs> it probably a was. Zandozan doesn't make love. A Zandozan is love. <laughs> no one, no one remembers Barbarella, by the way. <laughs> well, you know that's just a, a little fun thing for the kiddies. Just a fun if you thing know, you here. know. If you know, you know. Uh, any other thoughts and feelings on the last Starfighter? Dude. Oh, God. It took everything in my power just to give full attention to this. Well, they call it a space opera. Like, it was clearly supposed to be kind of a Star Wars thing, where it was, like, going to spawn, like, continue. Because he comes back to, uh, the, after he wins the day, comes back to Earth and grabs the girlfriend. The girlfriend's like, I don't know if I want to go to space. I was going to go to community college, get a couple credits, work at the Applebee's. Get my um, MRS and away we go. And away we go. So eventually she agrees to come. And of course, Robert Preston, who was shot to death earlier by a Zandozan, he's cool. He's like, I'm back. And I'm putting my Robert Preston mask back on. Hey. How come none of the other aliens put on a a Robert Preston mask? How come it wasn't a a whole planet of Robert Preston? And once again, why would they get someone uh, from another planet to be the intermediary? Who who are these people? Oh, do you think they're the United States and they just make all these other people do stuff for them? (gasps) Is this a political statement? Is this anti-Reaganism? I think you just made a political statement. I don't know if the movie's (laughs) trying to make a political statement. (laughs) Sweet Jesus. Um, Is this about imperialism, Kevin? Basically, that's what it's all about. What did you think of the special effects of this movie? Because this was all computer generated. I mean, it was the flavor of the time. The special effects, the CGI uh, was fun. It, It reminded me of a time. Now, the costuming could have gone in the trash can. It was terrible. It was terrible. Clearly, another person was handling that biz. But the, but the, the, the CGI was very reminiscent of the time. It gives you a it warm was. fuzzy. Well, you know what? It's like if you saw it today, you would be like, this is an excellent cartoon. Is really what you'd, you'd say. You'd be like, my goodness, the, the animation on this cartoon is out of sight. That's what you would probably say if you saw it today. But sadly, it's not a cartoon. It's the- well, but it was it was cutting edge for the time. Yeah. For the time, it was cutting edge. Now there are some. It's not parts. as slick, Rick, as Tron. I'm going to go back to that because I think Tron that was is very really... different, though. Tron is like a, a, a totally make believe world where it's like you know it's it's supposed to be like you're in a computer. 
You know what I mean? Where this, it's supposed to be your out in outer space. And we've already seen other movies show us what outer space is supposed to look like. You right. Know what I mean, I mean, so it's, I hear what you're saying, but it still has that kind of vibe of the time. So it's it reminiscent. So I, I don't know what an outsider, someone who didn't exist in that time and space, would, what, I, I'm sure that it was like when when we were talking to those people about Jaws, they're like, people now just laugh at it. I was like, that is offensive what? to me. What? How could they? The, the talk about the Indianapolis still gets ar arm chills, arm chills. Uh, it's, I mean, look. If you watch Clash of the Titans right now and rolled your eyes, I get it. I once I get played it. the original Clash of the Titans and I didn't realize there was a whole topless woman at the very beginning. I was like, oh. there is? I might have to <laughs> find my old VHS copy. It's like when you watch the Goonies. Oh, there is. F-bombs every two seconds. Yeah, okay, yeah. There is, there is. A t she's like a mother. She's breastfeeding. With a baby, yes. It wasn't some... But it, but it was an unanticipated nudity in my, in my class. I was like racing to turn it off. Fair, fair Whoops! enough. Fair enough. That, What's that next? I'm going to see like Perseus dangle? I don't know. Have, have I blacked this whole movie out? It's or possible. the thing with the one arm missing? Is, is, is he like full frontal also? I don't know. <laughs> He loses a hand, hand but he gains something else. Right. <laughs> Good times. Oh, sweet. Shall we go behind the scenes? Oh, please. Okie dokie. The star car that Centauri, Robert Preston, drives yes. is based on the DeLorean, including the gull wing doors and the stainless steel construction. And this movie came out before Back to the Future. So there you go. So this is okay. I agree. If Delorean made a really shitty looking car, oh no, it What's was like problem? if they took a, the front half of a Delorean and put some kind of like Pinto on the back, it was a mess. I disagree, dude. Okay. I remember because I'm a little bit older than you. I remember going to like a club and they'd be like a DeLorean parked outside and people would literally be standing around it. And this is before Back to the Future. People would be like, what the? I mean, it caused a crowd when you saw a DeLorean when they first came out. It was a thing. It was a thing. Oh, no question. No question. It was a thing. Um, the scenes with the beta unit. Okay, where it's the Faco robot doing his thing on Earth, were so popular with test audiences. See, they went back and filmed additional scenes with the Beta unit. But here's the I problem. just think Go he ahead. had that 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 character had all the personality. This last Starfighter, you didn't know anything about him. He was he was the robot. Well, the the Beta character is basically comic relief. So, of course, it's like when it's done right, it's kind of funny. It's kind of funny. But I'm right. just saying his other, his serious character, you really don't know anything about him. He doesn't really have any personality beyond broody. And I guess that's a thing where you're like, you don't want your main character to be very angsty. You know what I mean? It's like, I understand. Give me a reason that you're angsty. Right. I mean, you are living in a meth-free trailer park. <laughs> that is true. Everyone sees happies. Even the bullies seem like blessings. poor. Damn it. I mean, even the bullies seem poor. It wasn't like it was James Spader picking up your gal in his Ferrari. He had a fancy new truck, though. But he so looked as something. poor as the rest of them. Come on. Well, he wore a cowboy hat, so who knows? See, there you go. That's I don't know what that means, but... <laughs> it's not a mark of quality. Unless but, you are an actual farmer. That's true. That's true. So the beta unit was the sec the uh, um, audience test audiences loved it so much they went back to shoot it. However, Alex, the guy Lance Guest, had already cut his hair for a different role. So when they brought him back, if you're paying attention, and you don't even have to look that close, his hair is obviously a wig. In like half of the scenes where he his is. His hair did look completely different. I thought that was just them trying to make it like the beta was slightly different or something. <laughs> he was slightly different. That is true. <laughs> um, what else? Uh, they clip something on Alex's like lapel. Yeah. The translator. translator. Yet later in the movie, he gets into his astronaut suit 
Is he still wearing the shirt underneath? Because he still understands people. It's like John Carter. After five minutes, you conquered gravity. I guess so. And then when Grig goes to Earth and uh, Alex is introducing him to all the denizens of the trailer park, he's not speaking blah, 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 and they didn't understand him. They all, did they give them all translators? What is happening? It makes no sense. You know what? I didn't even pick up on that. I didn't (laughs) even pick up on that. That's a tragedy. It's a tragedy. This was Robert (laughs) Preston's final movie appearance before his death on March 21st, 1987. Wow. What did he die of? Um, I could look that up. But I'm not I could look to. it up while you I'll look it up while you jibber jabber. But I'll tell you what, people were were shocked when they found out how old he was. Because he wasn't that old. He just it was that those hard years. You know what I'm saying? He was he was like 64. In this movie, God, how old was he in the Music Man? Because he looked like he was fifty there. He died of lung cancer at sixty-eight. There you go. Yeah, he he was he wasn't young, but it's like when we watched uh, Friday the Thirteenth, and there's like old Mama Voorhees. Oh my God, she must be seventy-five. No, she was forty-eight. <laughs> it's a sad, it's a sad <sighs> situation. Robert Preston and Dan O'Herlihy, who played Grig had never met before this movie. So when they when they introduced uh, themselves, um, Robert Preston said something like, oh, of course I recognize you because you have one of those faces, even though he was in full lizard gear. So there so you the, go. The Music Man came out in 62. 62. So this so, is like... And he died in 87. So... So he was... 40, 40, 40 something. Yeah. I guess, I guess he looked about that age. Um, this movie has many connections to the Halloween franchise. Oh Lord. Tell me. Share. (laughs) Many connections. Does the, does the, cause the catfish keeps getting up after you think you've killed it. Yes. That's why. (laughs) Um, Nick Castle, the director, actually played Michael Myers for most of the original Halloween movie. Is he related to Bill Castle? He's related to the whole Castle family, the Castle TV show. Lance Guest. Like the horror master. Uh, Not that I'm aware of. Damn you. That would have been a good story. Lance Guest starred in Halloween 2 where he was the love interest of Jamie Lee Curtis. And humorously... Is he related to Christopher Guest? No. No relation. So it wasn't like he was making out with his cousin's wife? No, that's just a bizarre coincidence. All right. Uh, Halloween 2, humorously, he knocks his character knocks himself unconscious after slipping in blood. So that he survives that because hilarious. of that. Hilarious. Uh, the guy who plays Grig the Reptile Man uh, had a prominent role in Halloween 3, Season of the Witch. Do you know who he played? Season... Okay, don't say me say anything. Season of the Witch. No, I have no idea. He played Connell Cochran, the evil villain of Season of the Witch. Shut your mouth. Isn't that crazy? <laughs> Shut your mouth. I would have never thought that. Never, ever, ever, in ever a million thought that. Years. Not in a million years. I was yes. like, what? If you listen to the voice, the voice is obviously the same voice. But you, oh I mean, the guy who plays Connell Cochran is not a young dude. So it's an interesting casting choice to cast this guy who probably was well into his 60s as well. And and dip him in plastic to be a a lizard man with a turtle hat. With a turtle hat. Absolutely. Sweet (gasps) Jesus. Um, (laughs) Otis, played by Vernon Vernon Washington. Dude, we got to bring that name back. We got to bring Otis back. That's got to be a thing. Have another child. Have another child. (laughs) And name him Otis? Uh, I think I'm going to pass on that one. He or she needs to be Otis. Regardless, I agree. No question. Um, Vernon Washington was the African-American gentleman that Alex was trying to help him fix his, yes. his antenna. 
This is one of his final roles, and he actually was in a Friday the 13th movie. He looked really familiar. He was in Friday the 13th, A New Beginning, where it was the, the, I don't know, the the sex farm... (laughs) Where it's the 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 oh that's right where 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 Michael Myers trying to have sex with one of his like nieces or grandchildren. No, no, this is this is Friday, Friday the Thirteenth. This is Friday the Thirteenth. Oh, I'm getting my my horror things confused. It's the farm where it's like here's there's the guy with the stutter. There's the the couple who are like nymphomaniacs. I have never seen this. You, we've reviewed it on this show. I must have blacked it oh, out. It's hopeless. Anyway, he worked. I, I, I hope it is called Friday the 13th, The Sex Farm. <laughs> it might as well be. Oh, sweet Jesus. He, I guess he was the, um, he was like the cook of the, the boarding house in uh, A New Beginning. You've seen A New, oh, it's very upsetting. Dude, you make me watch like 55 movies a day. It just that washes over me. I can't keep it all in there. Shall we Sometimes talk about- you got to take the trash out. That is true. <laughs> Shall we talk about the cast and crew? I thought we did. Nick Castle was the director. You know him because he directed such amazing things. Uh, he directed Last Starfighter. He wrote Escape from New York. Boom. Wow. He wrote The Boy Who Could Fly. You know it, don't you? Uh-uh. He wrote Delivering Milo. You know it, don't you? That's another underused name. Milo, Milo and Otis. Oh, there is this show is about a... the doggies. <laughs> okay. One of the first podcasts we were on, they talked about how Milo and Otis was, was controversial because both Milo and Otis, like the, the animals were killed over the course because it was a Japanese film and they weren't nearly as concerned about, <laughs> about murdering the poor Are you in real life? Yes. Oh, Lord. Very upsetting to get him to do the shit. That, it was like the dog's purpose. Remember that? Where there there was a scandal because there's a scene where the dog rescues a guy who's drowning. And I guess there was video where they were just tossing this dog into the water over and over again. Very oh. upsetting. Anywho, let's talk about the cast. Lance Guest played Alex Rogan, the, the last, the titular last starfighter. You know him from Jaws the Revenge. <laughs> He was in Halloween 2, The Last Starfighter, and he was on he was in one episode of the TV series The Patient. Do you know that one? I do not know that one. But I Nor will tell you, I. we always laugh at all these crazy movies they're in, but we would love to be in them. Of, of course. course. Let, me, let me just put that out there. It's not like if someone came up to you, you want to be in Friday the 13th, number 75? I'm like, where's the paper? No, thanks. I'm out. Count me <laughs> out. <laughs> Robert Preston played Centauri in this one. You know him as Harold Hill in The Music Man. Mm-hmm. He was in Victor Victoria as Carol Toddy Todd. Carol Todd, was, Toddy to my friends. He was uh, Centauri in The Last Starfighter. He was in another uh, uh, Blake Edwards movie. He was in SOB. Do you remember that one in no. 1981? It was enough. Good time. I'm telling you, he had a bit of a renaissance in the early 80s. Well, I didn't see you rattling off your Mary Tyler Moore movie right there. Okay, I'm looking it up right now. Maybe I've lost my goddamn thing. Okay, (laughs) he was in. Okay, where is it? Here we go. You sure it wasn't with Rhoda? It was Mary Tyler Moore. Oh, it was a TV movie. Oh God, even better. Begin again from 1985. Okay, because Last Starfighter was his his last. like in the cinemas, in the theater, last movie in the. But he did after school specials after that. He did after school specials, Mary Tyler Moore, Robert Preston, and Sam Waterston. Sam Waterston's in goddamn everything. Giancarlo Esposito as the intruder. Oh, okay. It was an HBO movie. That's why I saw it on HBO all the time. It was made for HBO film. So there you go. And what happens in this? There's it's, an it's, intruder. He's he's an he old murders man. Robert Preston. He's an old man who learns to love again. Okay, does that answer your question? I'll never love oh, this way again. Uh, Dan O'Hurley played Grig, and I discovered something. That sounds like a fake name. It's Isn't really, he that? Wasn't that actually, like the announcer on that uh, Larry Sanders show? Perhaps. 
He is, he's an actual Irish individual. He was born in Ireland, so it makes sense. I would hope so the... with that name, Daniel. But his his son Gavin O'Hurley, he was in a bunch of things in the eighties. He Gavin O'Hurley, he famously played Chuck Cunningham. Do you know who Chuck Cunningham was? Wait, the older brother of Richie. The older brother, but keep in mind for he... the one episode he was in. He was he was the older brother for a season and a half on Happy Days. Yes. Then he said, I don't want to do this. So they replaced him for the rest of the second season. By the third season, they no longer had a brother. Right. They're like, no one gives a... Well, because they, they said Fonzie was really supposed to be the mentor to Richie, not Chuck. Too bad so... you couldn't figure that out before you actually started the show. Exactly. You know, it's nice when you figure out what the show is actually about. Like Cougar Town, when immediately she was in a relationship, so then why is it called Cougar Town? Because she's not actually a cougar or dating anyone younger than her. That's true. Good point. It was still an amusing show, though. So Poorly Dan, <laughs> Dan O'Hurley was known for RoboCop, The Last Starfighter, Halloween three season of the witch RoboCop two. He's an, it's an all-star cast. He's an all all-star cast. Uh-huh. All of it. Do you remember him from RoboCop? Which, who was he in RoboCop? He, he was the old man, the guy who uh, was in charge, like the CEO of the company. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Yes. Uh, one more. I want to talk about Catherine. Mary Stewart played Maggie, the love interest. You know her from The Last Starfighter, Weekend at Bernie's. Oh, Lord. You know, I've Apple. never seen that. And have, most, haven't seen The Apple either. I, ha, the Apple is a is a musical, which I've heard is an absolute train wreck. <laughs> it's an absolute. You got to check. It's right up there with Cats, the new movie with the. Jellicle <laughs> Cats come out tonight. The Jellicle Moon is that that whole movie is just a, a train wreck. The it's play a was a train wreck. Intermission. I'm wandering going, what the f- going on Catherine mary stewart most famously to me at least was the star of night of the comet boom which we also discussed on this show do you remember her on night of the comet no but she, i remember night of the comet so we're halfway there she was the older sister reggie oh uh, when they they're reunited later on yeah 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 <laughs> I don't appreciate your attitude. Yada, yada. Let's go check out the rating. Are you ready? Go. Go. The last Starfighter currently 76% certified fresh on Rotten Tomatoes. What the audience gave it? 64. 70. Oh. Boom. Let's check out the top critics, shall we? And of course, there we go. (laughs) Gene Siskel. A script that wisely stresses the human over the mechanical. The result is a hugely entertaining adventure film. Indiana Jones could use some of the heart and soul in this picture. What? Five out of four. Oh, God. (laughs) Now, now I know which way my my review is going. I was gonna give it some points for nostalgia, but now I'm gonna go just rip the and throw it out of this thing. Roger Ebert, the special effects are competent. <laughs> that, that's my man. That's my man. The acting is good, and I enjoyed Robert Preston's fast talking, the Music Man reprise, and the gentle no. wit of Dan O'Hurley. He's extraterrestrial, but the final spark was missing. 2.5 out of 4. Boom. boom That's boom. a review. That's a real competent. <laughs> he, he, they did a journeyman's work on this film. <laughs> they were paid to produce a product and they did that. <laughs> <laughs> what is your review of the last stuff? At a... I'm not even, even sure I can uh, top, top that, but I am. I was gonna give it a couple. I was gonna give like two reviews. Like if if you're an '80s b- baby, you're kicking around like Kevin. You might enjoy. It. You might enjoy it. And and if you're a boy, for me, it's just gonna be 
tiny twin little Robert Preston's nestled in my arm as I sing songs from Victor Victoria. Le Jazz Hot. So what is your rating, for God's sakes? Let's two two Robert Pre- baby Robert Pressons nestled in my bosom out of five. Okay. That's not as bad as I thought you were going to go for. I mean, I can see the nostalgia. Uh, I, I did like the robot. It, it was fun to see the 80s special effects because they did a good job. They, they used it where they needed to use it. But unfortunately, they did not do the same with the costuming and the... the the human special effects. It was it was distracting and stupid. I mean, my biggest issue with the CGI, and granted, I, I I cut them a lot of slack. This is this was you know the best they could do at the time, is that it there weren't a lot of like like uh, broken edges. Like when they blew up the space station, it was like somebody taking a hacksaw to the edge of the. <laughs> you know what I mean? It was like perfectly like. Here's where it used to be. Now it's just totally a, a, a straight chop right? where it's like not there anymore. Like there's no crap floating in space or anything. There's no like screaming or bodies or anything. Anywho. It was still at an early stage of development. Still yeah. at an early stage of development. See, I, had not, I literally had not seen this movie in 35 years. And? And I'm going to give it 2.5 Robert Preston masks. <laughs> Um, out of five. Um, it's not bad. It's not bad. It's not something that I need to watch again. I think I'm good. Would you recommend it to others? I mean, I, I would say you're home alone. The cables <laughs> you no out. Plans. You only have one. You have one Blu-ray, and it's there's this. only one channel on, and it's the Robert Preston channel. And forget again. <laughs> forget again is on next. Maybe tune in. Maybe watch. (laughs) An intruder busts in, puts a gun to your head. Maybe put it on. Maybe put it on. You know what I'm saying? No, it's it's not bad. It's just kind of like it's 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 like just nothing. It's just kind of whatever. It's kind of my attitude. Now people love this movie, and I appreciate that their love for it, but uh, I do not feel that love. So. Can you feel no. the love tonight? No, we can't. No. Nope. Very upsetting. So, thank you very much. Go to our page on Twitter at T Podcast Die. We're on Facebook. We're on uh, Instagram. We're on TikTok. We're on YouTube, for goodness sake. So we are us, again well, on YouTube. Uh, again. Begin again. Like <laughs> beginning and beginning again. There we go. Boom, it's a circle. It's a circle of life. It's a musical episode. It's it's just a very special musical episode. It is. So check that out, for God's sakes. You can email us at the podcast that would die at Gmail. We're on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, anywhere the finer podcasts are available. So like, share, rate, and review. By the way, go to our, you know, TikTok, Instagram facebook twitter Stop. and look for our reels our wtf videos hours of fun for the whole family that's oh, all i'm yeah. gonna say it's all it's all the magic of kevin come come see the magic come are you having your me. your preteen children just uh distribute this amongst themselves they should i think we can all agree on that no question um what else i gonna say aaron what's your social media for goodness oh, sake. There's media. There's lots of media. I am on the ticker talker, except I'm not really on the TikTok. I'm on the podcast. It wouldn't die TikTok. That's me. Well, you're both though, right? Yeah. You put some stuff out there too. Uh, <laughs> I am uh, the cult of Aaron. Join the cult on the Instagram. I... And also don't feed the pigeons. And you can buy beautiful Polaroid pictures for you and your family uh, on First Dib and Artsy, Aaron Doherty, under the Instant Dreams Gallery. That's right. For dads and grads. It's all Dads up. and grads, kids. They love bar it. Mitzvah. We're available for bar mitzvahs. 
uh, castrations, whatever celebration, whatever celebration you need a gift for, come here first. Absolutely. Next week, we'll be discussing the horror classic Graveyard Shift starring no one you've ever heard of. But it is a Stephen King stories. Uh, you're right. It's it's technically called Stephen King's Graveyard Shift. It Has is, he washed his hands of this horse shit too? Yeah, I mean, he cast a check. I mean, what are you going to do? I, um, did you see there's a new Stephen King movie out? The Boogeyman, right? Isn't that coming yeah. out soon? I think it's coming out soon. I might have to go check it out. I have to check it out. Um the Graveyard Shift is available on HBO Max. Finally, I don't have to spend $4 on a, on these crazy movies, so I can tell you not to watch them. And I'm sure you could find it somewhere else. Tubi, Pluto. VHS, Betamax. Probably YouTube. I mean, that's the YouTube. quality we're talking about. We've watched some movies on YouTube. We've done it before, and we'll probably do it again. Nothing better than watching a movie on a not still uh, Betamax camera <laughs> uh, with someone with a palsy filming their television and then uploading it to YouTube. Until you watch the film that way, you don't know living. You don't know living. I mean, it's the way the auteurs intended it to be watched. No question. No question. So send in any favorite scenes, favorite quotes, comments, and questions, and maybe... We'll talk about it on the show. So thank you very much and be well. Be well, children. Mm-hmm.